Let me take a few minutes on this subject. Are you all aware that a man who has been using 150 radio stations, not always that number, are you aware that a man who has been using 150 radio stations from about 1958, his name is Harold Camping, is promoting the rapture on Saturday, May 21st, 2011. That's only a couple weeks away from this Saturday. I, would, I want to deal with that very briefly with you. You should have heard about it. You should know about it. It was in the Greenville News. Someone brought the article and put it up here on the table at the front a few weeks ago. And uh, I'll show you that it is something that we need to answer for the comfort of our own souls. There are people that believe, and he believes, that if he's still here on May 22nd, he missed the rapture and he was never saved. What is the rapture? To him, all the saved will be taken into heaven. Anyone left is lost forever. The universe is going to be destroyed five months later on October 21st. This is what it's going to look like. Everyone's just going to go on up into heaven on May 21st, two weeks from Saturday. Or if you're left behind, it, it'll end up looking like this. It's the rapture. It's May 21st, 2011. There's billboards across the country like this. Judgment Day, May 21st, 2011. God now commandeth all men everywhere to repent because He has appointed a day in the which He will judge the world. Acts 17, 30 and 31. Now they've taken some words out of a King James Bible, but they certainly don't tell me that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come on May 21st, 2011. Here's another billboard. Cry mightily unto God. That's Jonah 3.8. I think Jonah was saying that for the Ninevites to avoid being burned up in 40 days. Here's another, here's a bumper sticker. It may be ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. King James Version. We're thankful for that. But at Zephaniah 2.3, it's not about the rapture. Here are vans that are traveling around the country with brochures and pamphlets. There's a number of them. In order to spread the word, in addition to the 150 radio stations that broadcast to the whole world and the website that Family Radio has, they have vans that travel around. And maybe you've seen a little bit of this, but the rapture's coming in two weeks. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming and taking all the saved to heaven. And if you're not, if you're still here on Sunday, May 22nd, when we get together to worship, we're lost forever and there's no hope of salvation. The end of the world is almost here. And so the pamphlets go, and I've put one in your hands, that you can look at his reasoning in a more detailed fashion than I'm going to present here, because I don't want to confuse the minds of people by the numerical shenanigans that he has played for 50 years in making his false forecasts. Who said May 21st, 2011? Harold Camping did. That's exactly what he looks like right now. He's 90 years old. If you listen to him, he sounds like he looks. There's another picture of him. I'm sorry. The Lord has some limits on men in the ministry. Go read the Old Testament. You can call them a pastor emeritus or whatever you want, but it doesn't work in God's sight. If you're not of sound and sharp mind, you don't belong even having the name. 
You're out of it. It's over. Hand-holding is not the job of a minister. But anyway, that's another subject. Who is Harold Camping? He's 90 years old. He's got 150 radio stations. He's a civil engineer by profession. He should have stayed in that profession. He made a lot of money in a construction company. He used that company to buy the 150 radio stations over the last 50 years. He was Christian Reformed with his family his entire life, but he left them in 1988, which was the end of the church age. Since that date in 1988, not a single person in his theology has been saved in any church in the world. The only way you can be saved is to hear the truth through his radio program. Other vain opinions? Jesus was going to come in 1994. He missed that one. Numbers in the Bible mean a whole lot of stuff, exciting stuff, secret stuff, to Harold Camping. Since 88, there's no salvation in any church. Only he and his radios have the truth. No one else has it. The Spirit of God left the churches, all of them, every single one without exception, and the man of sin, the devil himself, entered all churches in 1988. Would anyone believe it? Oh, yes. Do we have another William Miller on our hands? We certainly do. Now, brethren, I have repeated this, but I never want our children to ever forget the example of William Miller going aside with his Bible in a concordance, which is not the way to learn truth. God has ordained teachers beginning with the Lord Jesus Christ who conveyed it to Paul, who conveyed it to Timothy, who was to convey it to other faithful men who could convey it to others as well. The things that had been publicly taught by Paul, that is how truth is conveyed. It is not discovered by Bible study. William Miller took his Bible in concordance in 1830. What did he do? He called for the Lord's return in 1844. Do you remember? Twice. Since the first date in March didn't work, he tried again in October, and that didn't work either. He was greatly disillusioned, and that whole experiment, because many Americans believed it and were caught up in the euphoria of it, sold their goods, were prepared to go to heaven in March, and then October of 1844, and it was the great disappointment. It's the origin of the Seventh-day Adventists. They came out of William Miller's folly in studying his Bible without a teacher. It's the origin of the Jehovah's Witnesses. Charles Taze Russell was a disillusioned, carnal, worldly Presbyterian who happened into one of the meetings of the leftovers of the Great Disappointment and said, you missed the number of years. There's 30 more years that needed to be added for a generation. The Lord's coming in 1874. And that was his claim to fame. And he's been doing that. Well, he's no longer around. But he was doing that after 1874. And the list of the Jehovah's Witnesses, date setting for the coming of the Lord is legion. It's the ridicule of Christians worldwide by men like Miller thinking that they're studying their Bible. It's the folly of Bible study in a vacuum. Now... Do you think the Ethiopian eunuch was sincere? Did the Ethiopian eunuch have an acceptable version? Did he want to learn? Could he learn? He needed a teacher. How did Miller err? Personal Bible study in a vacuum. A vacuum means there's nothing there. No help, no guidance, no direction. 
He saw 2300 days in Daniel chapter 8. I've been over this with you. Young men, my son Chris, Lewis, Jerry, Michael, I want you to remember these things. William Miller is a great example of heresy and that it's resulted in tens of millions of people today totally deluded because one man wanted to study his Bible and come up with something novel and new. It's the, we want to earnestly contend for the faith once delivered to the saints. We want to fight for the old paths, not something new and novel. Daniel chapter 8 is about the successors of Alexander the Great, especially Antiochus IV, or Antiochus Epiphanes, and the 2300 days that he profaned the Jewish temple. The entire prophecy of Daniel 8 is confined to the Greek Empire. In his Bible study with his Strong's Concordance, he saw a year-day principle being taught in Daniel 9, where the 70 weeks prophecy is given. And it's not 70 weeks, it's 70 weeks of years. So he saw that in that prophecy, God used one day to stand for a year. By connecting the dots, he got 1844. Because he took 2300 from the starting point of Daniel chapter 9, though he got the 2300 days out of Daniel chapter 8, he put those together and came up with 1844. Now if you did that, when you had cut yourself off from all sane, sober, thinking people in your closet, and you came up with 1844 and it was already 1830, would your palms start to sweat and your heart beat a little faster? if you trusted your convoluted thinking. I am being gentle and kind to him. I am not saying what I would like to say. How did camping air? Personal Bible study in a vacuum. Picked 11,031 B.C. for creation. Approximately how many years before creation Approximately how many years before our Lord Jesus Christ did creation take place? Just a round number. 4,000. You can come to that rather easily because God was so kind to us to tell us how old Adam was when he begat the son and how old that son was when he begat his grandson. And you can add that up and men have done it to arrive at the 4,000. This man came up with 11,031. How did he do that? How? He put the patriarchs end to end. Though Methuselah, and I'm not looking this up, I'm just giving this as an illustration. Though Methuselah may have had a son when he was 50, he used all 969 years of his life in developing his chronology. Now that's a man who should have stayed at designing highways. He shouldn't have been in the Bible. Huh? Are you kidding me? That's as foolish as Daniel chapter 8 and Daniel chapter 9 being put into a blender and coming up with a milkshake of Seventh-day Adventism. He picked 4,990 B.C. for the flood. The flood occurred about 2,500 years B.C. from the Bible. I have that underlined because I want you to remember that number. 4,990 It's amazing how these men always come up with a solution in their lifetime. Does that disturb you a little? 
It tells you how much honesty they have. How did camping air? He was too eager about Noah's seven days. Here's the verse. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. What's that verse there for? Because Noah needed a week to get the animals two by two into the ark. That's what it's there for. It's not deep. It's not hard. It's simple. You can read your Bible and understand it with a little bit of guidance. He was a little too eager with those words. And then he interpreted what a day means by 2 Peter 3.8. One day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. Now if you throw these two into a blender and hit mix, what you get is 7,000 years from the flood is going to be my second coming. Yes, that is how he did it. You say, no intelligent man that graduated with a degree in civil engineering could ever do that. At 90, you can do a lot of things you wouldn't do at 30. And that I'm not being disrespectful to 90-year-old men, but there is a reminder taught in the Scriptures that we ought to recognize that the mind increases in its ability to learn and remember and apply and then declines. And I don't like it, but it's true. That's how he, Harold Camping Air, let's check out his math. As a civil engineer, he digs math. And it, listen, do you know the man gets secret wisdom out of the number of pigs that ran off a cliff in the country of the Gadarenes? Do you know that he has secret wisdom in the number of soldiers that were on Paul's ship? Do you know that the 200 cubits from land... The disciples in their ship, when Jesus built them a little fire and cooked them some fish, has theological significance. And I just told you the tip of the iceberg. Go online. There's one thing about preaching and saying things in the year 2011 that's good. You can go home and check out anything I say and find out all there is because there's plenty of people out there who don't like their relatives being scared about a coming rapture two weeks from Saturday. And they've done the homework for us. I appreciate them. As a civil engineer, he digs math. Bible numbers have secret truth to him. The flood, 4,990 B.C. plus 2,011 equals 7,000. If you take away a year, because there was no year zero. That's how he comes up with the Lord coming on Saturday, May 21st, 2011. There it is, folks. Now much more could be said, and more of his verses could be pulled out and shown how he takes verse from here, and a verse from there, and a verse from this, throws it in a blender, and comes up with May 21st, 2011. What errors did he make? Creation was not in 11,031 B.C. Bible chronology is very important, and God took all that space and all those chapters and all those sentences that sometimes you get tired with because they're a little tedious to give us a chronology. My brother Paul is working on a defense of our chronology of Daniel chapter 9 in the 70 weeks as to why we start it with the decree of Cyrus, and not any decree 
of Artaxerxes, like most of the rest of the Christian world. The point is very important. We have some rare books in our church, in several of our home libraries. Bible chronology is important. It's, a, it's lost. Men like William Miller and men like Harold Camping have not studied it, and so they have got into serious error by not knowing Bible chronology. Patriarchs were not to be seen end to end, and the flood was not in 4,990 B.C. What errors did he make? God's one-week warning was just that, a one-week warning to Noah that there's a week before the rain starts. 2 Peter 3.8 simply illustrates God's timing. It's not the same as ours. My beloved brethren, you know, you're, you're thinking a day at a time, but the Lord thinks in longer perspectives than that. Should we say that Jesus was in the grave 3,000 years? Should we? Why not? What a resurrection that would be. Was he tempted 40,000 years? Why not? If we can take Genesis 7-3 and corrupt it, why can't we corrupt the gospel record? What errors did he make? His other errors are legion. In the pamphlet, on the internet. His errors corrupt much doctrine more than just this false date setting. His errors destroy real Bible study because he turns it into a numerical guesswork. And the internet allows you to research everything I've said. Does it really matter? Yes. These quacks disgrace truth. Every time one of these guys comes out and sets a date and then it doesn't happen, the whole world thinks less and less of Christianity. Now, they've never loved Christianity, but these men give occasion to the enemy to blaspheme, and the Bible warns us about not doing that. We want to provide things honest in the sight of all men, even in our financial dealings, as you should have picked up from 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 and 12. The world can now mock Christianity, and there is no reason to mock real Christianity, because he's not real. The truth of Christ's coming is diluted by hearing these men forecast it over and over, and it doesn't happen. But we know there is going to be an event coming when the Lord Jesus Christ will be revealed from heaven. But he's going to come as a thief in the night, not as the fulfillment of Harold Camping's timeline. And gospel simplicity is overthrown. The Bible is simple, brethren. Just read it. You don't... And and follow your teacher. And use other teachers. And compare. And prove. And go home and search the Scriptures to see if these things are so. But you don't have to worry that there's hidden secret meanings in the use of numbers. It doesn't matter how many soldiers were on Paul's ship in the Mediterranean Sea. It's just telling you that he got quite an escort to Rome. It's not telling you how to determine when the Lord's coming. This is our study for that tonight. May the Lord bless the preaching of His Word, and may you be established in the truth and be very thankful for what He has shown us from His Bible and how we are able to so plainly see the errors that these men make, identify those errors, and so many millions have been deluded by them, and there's tens of thousands more that are being deluded by the Lord coming in two weeks, in three days, on May 21st. But He's not coming, and we're going to meet for worship on May 22nd, the year 2011, and we're going to worship our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior, and we're going to pray for Him to come quickly whenever He chooses to do so. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus.